Yellow. All right. Well, it wouldn't. It it would. It would be amiss or remiss. I don't know which one it is. If I didn't start with the intro instead of waiting fifteen minutes in. So with that being said, you know, I know we're the Greater Mythos Podcast, a very unorganized podcast where we talk about video games, movies, comic books, TV shows. I think we've talked about all those at some point. Yes. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Josh. You're Josh. We're here yet again, and we had some some fun issues with technology, but we're we're awake and alive, and and we're here later, a late night for us, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Uh, and normally I have uh, World of Warcraft raid at this time. Yes. But we killed the final boss on the highest you difficulty told me that. finally, and it was exciting, and we were happy. But that also means that I don't have to raid on Thursdays for like the next couple weeks, maybe months. Next couple weeks? What are you going to do with yourself? I don't know. Two podcasts at a later time. That's oh my gosh. <laughs> Here, okay, be honest with me. So you killed the boss. You guys put in what I can imagine is hours of, of dedication, work, practice, thumb exercises. I don't know what you do. But so you killed the boss. Mm-hmm. Was there any celebratory dances involved? You know, some of the Fortnite variety. What was the aftermath of that situation? So, well, it was exciting. A lot of roaring into the mics and everyone going okay. deaf at the same time. And um, going deaf at the same time, you say? Well, yeah. I mean, we were all screaming into the mics, and so our Wonderful. ears were not too happy, but the rest of our bodies were happy. Adrenaline rush. Oh my! <laughs> and uh, oh, it's exciting. I mean, we've been trying to kill this one boss for over a month. Because it's just that difficult, you know. You twenty people have to do everything flawlessly to kill it, and um, I don't know. It's difficult, but it's exciting. It's fun. It gives you a rush, and that's why we do it. So, I'm glad, and I'm pretty sure I might have asked this question several episodes back when we talked about, you know, the MMOs and stuff. But how how drastically different do these bosses vary? Because it's World of Warcraft specifically, right? That's what you're on. Yeah. And so there's, I'm assuming, I'm not assuming. I'm pretty sure that there's a plethora of bosses that you go through. Mm-hmm. And again, you've probably told me, but there's different bosses that have different, like, like environmental damage and things like that. So, so what made this one pretty, pretty intense? So this one's difficult because it's very, very long and the same restrictions that you have on every boss still apply. So if someone dies, you can bring them back, use like a, a resurrection spell or whatever, but you only have a limited amount of those you can use. So the longer the fight, which is just more chances for someone to die, which means, well, you can't bring them back. And if you don't have everyone alive, that's less damage on the boss. And after a certain point, if you don't have the damage, you just die. This particular boss was difficult because it's all about managing the room. So the boss will drop stuff on the ground, like a pool of stuff you don't want to stand in or it's, you know, it's bad, does damage to you. Acid of sorts. Right, yeah. And it'll keep goo. Yeah. And it'll drop a lot of them and it continues to happen throughout the fight. And so that just means that part of the room is no longer usable. So you have to move to another part. Well, after about 10 or 11 minutes of doing this, there's not much room left. And if once that last set of puddles go out, everyone dies anyway. So you have like a set time limit and you need everyone alive to meet the damage check, which just means to kill the boss before that last bit of room is gone. So it's very is there. Good. Good. It's just very difficult and, and very numbers focused. You got to make sure you have the numbers to kill the boss. So for some reason, and I'm not I'm not saying these are the same thing, but I'm having flashbacks to like my uh, if I can even call it tenure with the Destiny games and doing some of those raids. Mm-hmm. And I know they're different and stuff. 
uh, in your squad, your, your posse that you do these things with, is there a specific, you don't have to name names, you don't have to name names. Is there a specific person and or persons that are the, uh, you know, they're going down first and it's not intentional kind of thing as in, do they suck and you, you're prepared to res them over and over again? Well, everyone, has... because I was that guy. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> so to your first point, yeah, it's very similar. Destiny definitely took some inspiration from big MMOs like World of Warcraft and, and EverQuest and, and these big games with their raids. That, that Cause even though it's a shooter, so it has a different playing, different gameplay. You're not like, mouse you're not like moving with w asd and clicking ability whatever whatever you're doing in wow and in that game um it's first person i think it's first person right yes it is okay see i've only played a little bit of destiny um but yeah it's it's it's, it's different in that way but it, the overarching theme is the same you're working in a group of people usually larger than in like a destiny raid you're more than just a couple people right it's like eight or something i think yeah Six, six or eight, I think, because I think a fire team in Destiny is three people. Yeah, so it's more than that first set of group. It's like a higher size, mm. and then, and it's the same with with World of Warcraft. I mean, you have either you're playing solo, or you're playing in a group of five, which is a party, or you're playing in a group of anywhere from ten to forty, which is called a raid. Is there a cap? You probably told me this too. Is forty the cap, or can you have more? So in the entire game, the hard cap is forty, but every certain difficulties have different kind of soft caps. Uh, I guess it's kind of a hard cap too for mythic, which is the hardest difficulty. You can only have 20 and Mm. the boss is designed for 20. So if you have less than that, you're probably not going to kill the boss. Some bosses are on the easier side on mythic sometimes. So you could probably get away with less. Nobody ever does though. So you want 20, the easier difficulties like heroic and normal are flexible. So you, the bosses scale with how many players you bring in, so it doesn't matter. And I think games like Destiny, they're designed specifically for that that higher number. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, with Destiny, and again, I so my my I was going to say campaign with Destiny. I'm not sure if that makes sense either. I got the first one. I got it on day one. You know, 360. I was there. I had two other friends that that got it with me. Um, and my memory is failing me with the first one, but obviously the second one's a little bit more recent. The, the raids and the bosses, not that this is mind-blowing information, but they were very much like bullet sponges. Mm-hmm. Y- you know, like it's it's uh, it's 20. Well, it's like five. And again, I could be com- my mind could be failing me, so don't judge me. It's the mission starts or the raid or whatever. And it's five minutes of getting from point A to point B, which is the boss. Mm-hmm. And then once the, once you spend the five minutes getting to the boss, then it's, it's 25 minutes of shooting this dude and then different parts of the map changing as, you know, you knock off bits of health and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And kind of what you said, you know, some, some icky goo can happen. He'll call in acolytes, you know, other yep, little yep. enemies that will distract you. They'll make you swear. It's frustrating. It's a great time. And... Yeah, I've yeah. That's that's the extent of my raid experience. So yeah, the the first part is very similar to WoW. There's the raids in WoW are always usually they have more than one boss. There are some raids that come out that only have one, and they're usually like in between major patches, like kind of like tied you over for another big patch of content. But usually there's a a large raid with anywhere from eight to twelve bosses. You go in 
and in between the bosses are regular enemies that you have to kill your way through. Um, now, what you said, like 20, 25 minutes fighting a boss, that's really long. Like even WoW is not. Yeah, that, that's probably wildly inaccurate, but maybe not also. Haven't played in a while, but I think just due to the fact, it might also depend on what level you are, you know, what level mm -hmm. of gear you have and things like that. Um, I, I could very well have been over-exaggerating into that. I apologize. Also, I said exaggerating like a <laughs> small child. So. And to your other question that you asked about like yes. specific players that go down first that you yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, everyone, and, and here's just, it's a video I watched that kind of explained this well. Everybody has different boundaries when they're playing a game. Like they, they reach their, okay. they reach the point where they've learned at different paces. So some people are slower than others. Um, I'm certainly not the fastest, but I wouldn't say I'm the slowest either fastest in, 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 as far as like attacking and defending and things like that or responses or what exactly i think i meant like fastest as in the quickest to learn like to to stop making learn, mistakes okay. gotcha. because in fights with on mythic difficulty if you stand in that puddle i talked about you're just dead you're gone like it could go right there's no like oops i took some damage i better not do that again no if you make even the <sighs> slightest mistake you're done and that's mm. what's so difficult is because since we need all 20 people alive, if even one person makes a small mistake, we all pay for it. So right. it becomes this thing where you're, you you can get frustrated when some people are making the same mistakes over and over, but you just have to understand that they just have different paces that they learn than you do. And um, it's just, it's different. There's always going to be one person who's the slowest at it, and you have to wait until they get there, and then you kill the boss. But not every fight's that way. Some fights are more forgivable and you can lose someone and still kill it. So, Last question in regards to this. Yeah. Have you ever had to like, has, have you ever lost a raid in the group? And then you had to have like a come to Jesus moment with one of the team members and be like, yo, we got to, we got to drop you. So, yes, I personally have <laughs> never had to make that decision. Um, I love it. I'm not in the. What a way to ruin relationships. Right. So now if it was like a heroic guild, which is basically heroic is one of the difficulties it goes. Sure. Um, LFR or looking for raid. That's the lowest you can queue into it. It's, it's just roll your face on the keyboard and you'll kill everything. It's really easy. Like a quick play kind of thing. Right. It's, it's for the people who just want to see the content, but don't want to actually try it. Me. <laughs> right. It's very, very easy <laughs> then. But, and you also don't need a group for it. You just can solo queue it and you'll be put with random players. Then there's normal, which is, it used to be what the normal was supposed to be, but it's it's too easy nowadays. It's like the so it's the second lowest. So if if LFR was like beginner, then there's easy for for normal, and then heroic is kind of like the the medium or the hard difficulty, and it's pretty challenging on certain bosses at first, but eventually you can just get this amount of gear and and power and just steamroll it. And if sure. if you're a decent player, it won't be any any problem for you. Then hmm. mythic which was only added a couple of expansions ago. Um, so like the first like five or six expansions, it wasn't even a thing, right? Four or five or something. And it's the hardest by far. And mm. it has these types of fights where everybody has to be on the ball at all times to kill the boss. Not every fight's going to be like that just by the nature of design and balance. But so, yeah, we've, we've had to drop players before, um, though our guild usually... As far as I've, as long as I've been in it, doesn't drop people for just making mistakes, right? Unless it's like they're not willing to learn 
they don't they blame other people for their problems they're not helping the team there's always people like that and and in that sure. case like it's clear they're not going to improve because they're not willing to admit that they made a mistake so these these are these are life complications that go far and beyond into the rest of the yes, world yes. you know we're getting into some deep well, anyway, well, hey, how about <laughs> go ahead? Well, I mean, it, it it does happen like that. Multiplayer cooperative games. I mean, we're dealing with real people here, so you deal with real you gotta, people problems. You have to you have to communicate. You have yes, to yes, you yes. have to work as a team. You have to have the the tough conversations. Mm -hmm. You have to. But a more important thing: Star Wars Squadrons. Yes, I've played it. You're playing it. You played it before. You told mm -hmm. me you played it, and you said it was like an hour of gameplay. I'm assuming you've had more since then. A little bit more, yeah. I've been really busy, so. Um, but oh. it's actually, oh, oh it, it looks beautiful. I've heard that yeah. more than once from, from a variety of different sources. So that's, that's encouraging. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, I know that like it's designed for people to play the multiplayer first. Have you, have you tried the multiplayer yet? A couple, a couple of missions. I'm not very good. Um, Is it just like... Are they just like dogfight modes where it's like maybe protect this ship and kill each other or what are the That's the, the one there? I did. I think there's other modes. I need to experiment more with it. But I'm sure there's more. Like destroy like each person has a each team has a ship to protect. Because mm -hmm. in the campaign, I mean it's it's kind of fun. Do you ever play the original Battlefront 2? Yes. So you know the space battles where the the big flagship would have like certain systems on it you could target and if you yep. and you could like disable. different turrets and crap. Right, so you do that in the campaign, and, and I'm assuming you do it in the multiplayer too, where you can target them and bomb them. And the new Battlefront 2 space battles had that too, on certain fights, where you're disabling bits of a ship. And it does, I mean, you, you can help your team in a lot of ways. You can destroy all those turrets on the Star Destroyer, and then it's not shooting at you guys anymore. And So everyone has, and you can play like a bomber and just do that the whole game if you wanted to. Hmm. I've heard, I've heard a lot of, I've heard a lot of good things about this one, and it's it was kind of a I don't remember how much we went into it previously, but it was there was potential for it to be, um, crap I guess, mm -hmm. because well, it's it's a forty dollar price tag as far as U.S. dollars, and it has a campaign. From what I've heard, it's it's what probably four to eight hours ish I think, um, so you know not like a this massive experience, but I think one of the biggest concerns. Is that suppress a hiccup? Was that uh, it was just going to be you know EA was just taking the the dogfight mode from Battlefield and Battlefront and then just you know selling that as its own game. And from what I've heard, uh, is that that's not the case. Is that there's enough? Obviously, there's enough systematically in the gameplay and the experience that sets it apart from just a you know copy and paste from mm -hmm. the publisher's previous entries. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some inspiration, and I'm sure they were able to take assets from Battlefront 2's space battles. Sure, um, yeah. But it's so much more in-depth, um, and you can just ignore that in the campaign and just click and fire lasers. You know, you don't have to know all the strategies, but you can do, like, you know the, which this is going to anger some, especially Chris. You know the thing uh -oh. that, that Poe does, <laughs> uh, Poe Dameron, where he just, like, drifts his fighter in space in, I think. Which one? I think it's Last Jedi. At the very beginning, he does like this drift oh, around oh, the Star Destroyer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, first of all, not would not be possible in real life, but he does but that. It's Star Wars. Right, right. It just looks so weird. 
like he's in right. like he's in air or something. Well, anyway, you can do that. There's a you can, a couple combinations of buttons, and you can drift your fighter. So if someone's following you, you can just spin around and start shooting at them. And oh, so you can do like a uh, like a like a James Bond, um, driving the car, and then you like pull the the brake, the power brake, or whatever, mm-hmm. and you turn around and start shooting at them. Is that what you're kind of talking about? Yeah. You, so you can do that. So dogfights are if someone's good at the game, which I mean, when you're flying around in multiplayer, you're going to find a couple people who just are, you're not taking them down. In fact, even if you're following them, you're the one who's in their sights. Like it's it, which I mean, it it rewards skillful play for sure. And there's definitely more like your ship has a level of power. You have your engines, your weapons and your shields, unless you're flying a tie fighter, then you don't have shields and you can dedicate the power to either one of those. Like I want full power to engines. You'll go faster. And you have to actively choose, right? right. You have to act actively choose where, which way power mm-hmm. is going. You'll have a button for each, and then you'll also have a button for balance. You just want it to all be even. Um, hmm. So in a fight, and you also, with a shielded fighter, can choose, I want more power to the rear shields if you're being chased. And so your front shields will be weakened and your back will be strengthened. So if you really want to be in-depth in it, you can control everything and like if, if you're quick enough oh here comes people from the side better turn on my side shields oh i need mm. to go faster to dodge this or and then and the campaign slowly teaches you all this stuff as you move through it and sure so it definitely helps you to do that there's a lot you can do with it um and it's it's pretty uh accurate to the timeline of the story and to the uh, to the actual canon and like and top. this is this is taking place after Endor, right? Or part of it is right, right after Endor, and then like the the, the form like before uh, Force Awakens is that is the timeline before in between six and seven, but closer to six, I think. Hmm. So you're having a good time. Good times overall. It's fun. It looks beautiful and it sounds beautiful. Which I mean, Battlefront Two had that same thing going for it, and this one seems to not be buggy like Battlefront Two was on release. So. You gotta have a few bugs just to lighten the mood, you know. <laughs> Do you agree? Do you agree with that? <laughs> well, they're never gonna get every bug. That's goodness. Ah, uh, crud. Ah, oh, crud. 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 Oh, that's what I was gonna say. So there's a. Uh, so I'm not sure if we if we mentioned this in previous chats uh, with the Xbox Game Pass fame. Uh, mm-hmm. EA Play is getting rolled into that as well with, uh, at no extra cost. Did we talk about that? So you're going to get Game Pass and EA Play for the same price? Correct. And so with that, uh, presumably, uh, Star Wars Squadrons is on EA Play. And so that's probably going to be involved as well. So if that's the case, I will gladly dip my toe into this this specific game. It's definitely worth playing through the campaign at the very least, even if you're not going to play multiplayer sure. often. Because yeah. it looks good. It's definitely slower paced in the first few missions because they're trying to like, they're just, oh, look how beautiful this game is. And you're flying right. around ships. Nothing's really happening. But, I mean, I enjoyed that part, too. Well, you know, and it's 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 great just to be able to enjoy those moments when that's such a big part of the property in the game, Star Wars in space, mm-hmm. and not to always have to be shooting things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Those are just my late night thoughts. And one um, last thing about Squadrons before we move do on. It. Do they it. They announced no DLC at all for it. I, yeah, I heard that today. How does that make you feel? So, Do you care? I mean, good and bad. I guess, like, kind of sad that there's not going to be new content, like, maybe add Republic and Separatist sure. era and all that stuff, and maybe add more maps and longer, more campaign missions, but I don't know. 
maybe that'll change if they make enough money off of it. But if it's just free on EA Play, I don't know how much they're making. Yeah, on. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and the other thing I heard, and literally I heard this this morning, as far as that, the no DLC. Another interesting perspective is that it currently is only forty bucks, so it's mm. it's not technically a full priced game, and so justifiably or not, if it was a sixty dollar price tag, you know maybe that would have justified putting the time, efforts, and resources into creating you know DLC and extra content and stuff mm-hmm. like that on EA. Yeah, I agree. I think though that knowing EA, it still would they'd still be putting out the DLC for a price anyway, even if it was sixty dollars <laughs> originally. Listen, you have to buy the loot box, okay? And then have priced loot boxes, too, on top of that. It's so good. I mean, I know they're making a fortune off of it. I just wish that they back off a little bit on the greed, you know? I, I don't know, man. Games are for know. fun. Ah, wrong. R. All right, so let's, let's, let's quit messing around. Uh, I, I told you. Why does my my mom is texting me such intense life questions right now as I'm trying to look at my notes? <laughs> so I got a hold of you early in the week. Yes, you uh, did. As I was as I was putting together my notes for this episode, and I, and I I said, "Lo, I have uh, depressing news and de- depressing things to share." So uh, as we kind of wade into this, I have let me count. Well, I'm not even going to count. It doesn't matter. I have uh, several announcements that you. And others that are listening may or may not have already heard as far as delays uh, mm-hmm. and the upcoming films slate, uh, either movies that were coming out at the end of this year or, you know, next year, because there's been a lot. There's been a lot of delays happening. It's very sad. And so I, I've written several, several and two down that I'd like to share with you and, and get initial reactions. Again, some some of them you may may have heard and some not. Um, I don't have any more information than just when they've been delayed to supposedly and stuff like that. So uh, how, how do you feel? How do you feel? You feel good? I'm ready. Let's get it. You, you shouldn't feel good because this is really sad, but do you feel good besides that? <laughs> yeah, I feel fine. <laughs> okay. All right. So why not start off with a banger? Uh, the Batman. Have you heard? I have not actually. The Batman delayed until 2022. Wow. Oh, that's huge. Uh, why two years? Brother Chris is in his chair, just laughing at us right now, scoffing away, making sparkly vampire boy jokes <laughs> to himself. <laughs> I mean, jokes on them. Watch COVID just end in like March of next year, and then I don't. Oh, what a bigger conversation that is. Hey, all right. Wear your mask. Oh, I don't disagree. <laughs> wear, wear your masks, everyone, so we can watch movies sooner. Hello, hello. Well, yeah, and so obviously, I can't remember if I said this before I said the Batman, but all of these are more or less solely contributed to the pandemic and all of that, rightfully mm-hmm. so. Everyone's at home doing God knows what. So the Batman delayed till 2022. Real shame because we got that first teaser trailer, and boy, did it really set my loins ablaze, if I may be so <laughs> crass. Um, Next on the list, yeah, this one... Dune, have you heard? I have not. Dune delayed until October 1st, 2021. Okay, so that's not as much of a delay. Now, as it much does, as I want to see that, it actually gives I me the know. time to go back and reread the books because Re- yeah. I only ever read the first one and it was in high school, so it's been a while. I think that's all you'll need to read for this one. And also I have it, so if you want to snag it, I can I can do that 
for you. It's a deal. Cause, you oh, know, a deal. Then, then I don't Goodness. have to order it. I don't know what I have for I you also in exchange. Have, well, I took all of your seven Harry Potter books for a while, so that's, that'll go. be the transaction. <laughs> there we go. I, I have it right here as I show you the, the camera that you no one else can see. Um, so yeah, Dune delayed. That one's a bummer because we had the full, full-fledged full trailer for that one. Boy, did it look cool in my humble opinion. Boy, did I just finish the book, and boy, do I maybe remember half of it, but I did enjoy it nonetheless. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and I think a big part of this list and a, a good conversational piece is that when it comes to dune specifically if i'm remembering correctly that that movie is done dune dune is done as far as like it's been filmed it's it's cut i i believe i could be completely wrong but to my knowledge it's it's you know it's packaged and ready to be shipped um so you know postponing this specifically uh, pretty much a year from now you know, that's pretty much them just banking on that the world will be quote unquote <laughs> normal, I guess, for lack of better words. Yeah. Not that it ever will be, but you know, that's, would you agree that that, that, that has to be the mindset then? Yeah. They, they just want to make, thoughts? I mean, yeah, they're, they're obviously going to take a box office hit if they release it now. The theaters are reopening, but not everyone's going to feel comfortable going anyway. So. Yeah. Well, and also we, we didn't, we didn't talk about this tenant. Christopher Nolan's tenant came out a few weeks ago, I think. Uh, that came out in theaters, and I can't remember the box office thus far. Dust, thus far, uh, but obviously Christopher Nolan, not a small name. Mm-hmm. He's done some stuff. I think he's going to make a name for himself. Um, <laughs> and so they were they were not necessarily banking on this, making the millions, especially in these times. But I think them actually making the green light call and say, "Hey, put Tenet out now," was a prime chance for everyone else to say, okay, let's see what happens. Are people going to go out and see, you know, a Christopher Nolan film in these times? And if they are, then, you know, maybe we'll put ours out. And if not, we'll postpone it until October 1st of next year. Um, But yeah, I can't remember what the box office was for Tenet, but I'd like to see it. Just haven't done it. Haven't done it yet. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how comfortable I feel going to a theater. I mean, that's like, I'll go to a place where there's like 10 people tops and stuff. And I've done that, but, if you're going to a place with 50 plus 100 people, you know, the odds of you catching something are just increased. Sure. Not that our area even has a problem with it, really. I mean, it's pretty subdued here. We, we might even have our lockdown yeah. removed soon, maybe. So I don't I mean, it's not too bad here, but still. I mean, I'm just going to wait and see how things go before I make sure. any decisions. It's the same Absolutely. with like the the vaccine and everything. Like I'm just going to let the first wave of people take it and then stay at home right. and see what happens. See if they see if they grow a third and fourth arm and you know, have conversations <laughs> after that. Wait like a month after and, that yeah, and take it myself. You know, and and not to get too carried away, but I've been seeing other headlines and stuff, especially when it comes to the film industry and <laughs> I saw a headline that more or less posed the question are is is the movie going experience are movie theaters going to become extinct because of this you know I mean like you said don't feel comfortable going out yet you know totally fine that's everyone's decision obviously you know in the meantime theaters have been making you know uh, some have opened and they've done the okay no more than what 10 or 15 people in the mm-hmm. theater at a time obviously seats are spaced out you know, sanitized, all that stuff. So if that does it for some people, then, you know, go out and do it and be safe. And if not, stay home, all that stuff. Yeah, just the thought of like this really putting a nail in the coffin of movie theaters makes me a sad, a sad boy. 
I think the bigger theaters will be fine. I mean, sure. The one in our area is a Marcus and they, they're a chain. So I feel like they'll be okay in the grand scheme of things. I know they're going to be hurting. It's going to be tight, but I don't know. Theaters make money anyway. I think yeah. it'll be okay as long. I mean, even with a vaccine, they're saying it comes out this year, but even with or without it, we're always going to have COVID just like we always will have the flu forever. Hmm. And eventually the, I don't want to say hype, but the fear around it will die the down. The hype, the COVID hype. I mean, because everyone's can't, about it. Because we can't just like postpone everything and say, okay, we're never doing anything again because of COVID. I know some people are. That's what that you opinion. think. Um, eventually, people will will get over it and, and we'll go back to normal lives again. Um, especially when the vaccines come out. I mean, that's only going to make people more comfortable. And I think it'll be okay at that point. Especially if we've got like an entire two years full of movie releases that like basically, oh my god! Because if you take all of 2020's releases and they're just going to shove it to 2021 and 2022, all right? Yeah, yeah. You're you're getting ahead of me. There, there's plenty of more. There's plenty of more. Yeah, there's plenty more to come. Um. So, you, it, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but also this list is long, so I'm gonna we gotta freaking we gotta go, man. We gotta go. Um. So, only only a few of these movies were supposed to come out this year. Dune. I believe was supposed to come out either next month or in December of this year, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so, so that's gone. Uh, next on the list is the matrix four has been postponed until Christmas, 2021. Um, I think the original slate for matrix four was earlier next year, but you know, that was just obviously pushed a few months till Christmas. Uh, I often forget that matrix four is happening. Same. Actually. But, 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 but I will make any in. I will make any excuse to see anything that Keanu Reeves is in, mm-hmm. because I feel that he is a distant relative of some kind, even though that that is not the true case. Um, any thoughts about the Matrix? I have to admit, I didn't even know that was a thing. To be honest, um, I don't know. I just didn't hear about it. I f- how dare you? I feel like I need to like do a big calling if that's the right word on all my social media and just restrict Col- it to like gaming and moving movie news places. Gotcha. You said calling. Yeah. Okay. Because there's just too much crap. I don't want to see right now. There's and, too much stuff. And I, I want my social media to just be a place where I get news. And right now it is not doing that for me. I've heard about some things, but sure. Ugh. Sorry. All right. This next one, this next one is another ouchie, another, Ooh, ah, that stings. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I had a weird out of body experience just now thinking about saying it out loud, which means that it's real. And then the way that it made me feel was not good. Uh, Black Widow has been delayed until yep, 20 yep. Tw- has been delayed until 2021 with no definite date. Yeah, I heard about um, that one. So so with that, that is also pushing back uh, Marvel's The Eternals and Shang-Chi. Uh, and I think that uh, both Eternals and Shang-Chi had release dates, but I think those are just to be announced as of now. In the wind. Since Black since Black Widow is being delayed for the foreseeable future. Ouch, man. Can we just watch Black Widow? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's done. <laughs> oh, oh, it's definitely done. Oh, it, oh yeah. I feel confident. Even more so than Dune, I feel confident in saying that Black Widow is done. Mm-hmm. They're, they're waiting, man. They're waiting... And again, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to sound like I know it all. I'm just I'm passionate. I'm passionate about the 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 the, the uh, movies. 
I'm passionate about the movies. <laughs> no, I, uh, well, because they, because again, as we've previously discussed, Disney put out Mulan, their live action remake, mm-hmm. uh, strictly through Disney Plus, their streaming service. And again, kind of like Tenet releasing out in the wild in the COVID times, uh, we can only assume that Mulan was Disney's guinea pig in, okay, let's see how much traction we get by only releasing this film through Disney Plus, you know, with an extra paywall and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But man, I don't know. I think. If we're going to compare Mulan and Black Widow, correct me if I'm wrong. If we took the same model that they did for Mulan, which was, okay, you have to have a Disney Plus subscription of some kind. And then, okay, you're going to have to pay another 30 bucks to, you know, watch Mulan on Disney Plus to more or less substitute as a, you know, movie theater ticket price. I think a lot more people would go in on Black Widow than Mulan. I don't have any numbers or statistics. I don't say that for any other reason than just Marvel hype, mm-hmm. you know, because I think a lot of people are fatigued with the, the live action remakes of Disney films. Could be wrong. Do you think? What do you think? Am I just rambling? Yeah, I think I don't know. Live action. Disney, it's all frustrating. Yeah, I mean, live action Disney movies in general, just they they lack the same charm that the, that the animated ones have. There's no Mushu. Okay, well, that's another problem. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't get keep me going. on that keep, rant. Don't keep talking. Keep talking. Black Widow was something I was really excited about. I personally I'm think... still excited about yeah, it. Yeah, oh, I am. But I... Black Widow should... First of all, Black Widow should have been a movie before the first Avengers. All right, easy, killer. Look, I I need to talk to the Russo brothers. Give them a piece of Hello. my mind. Oh, goodness. So, yeah, I mean... I'm surprised we've this is it's after Endgame and I know it's a prequel and I know what happened to her in Endgame or Infinity War or whatever. I know all that stuff. Spoilers. But still, I'm just surprised that they decided to release it at the end of Endgame and then it's just unfortunate that everything happened and their grand plan can't happen anymore. It's sad. It is sad and yeah. 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 It's a fickle, it's a fickle business, the movie industry and all entertainment, really. <sighs> money. It's all about money. It's all about money, and it makes me sad and mad, but also money. I gotta pay my bills too. So anyway, so yeah, Eternals and Shang Chi are pushed back. Um, we've gotten some set photos of both and and cool little tidbits there. So those will still be cool to hear more about as they come out. Um, next, are you ready? You still with me? You I'm, still feeling good? I'm still with you. Holy cow. James Bond, No Time to Die, Daniel Craig's final final film is James Bond, delayed until 2021. So so next year, I think that would have already been out by now, if I'm remembering correctly. Probably. It was, it was supposed to be this year. And, geez, man, it might have been this either this month or last month. I can't remember. It was either la- It was either between last month and the end of this year, the release window originally. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen any of his, uh, any of his James Bond films? Uh, yes, I've seen the first one and then I saw another one. I don't remember. They all have those strange names. I don't remember what the other one I saw was, but they're both Daniel Craig Bond movies. Yeah. So there's Casino Royale. I've seen that one. Quantum of Solace. No. Skyfall. That, uh, yeah, that sounds familiar. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Mm. And then there's, uh, Spectre. Doesn't sound familiar. And then this is No Time to Die. 
You know what's bizarre is that Daniel Craig has been James Bond for 15 years-ish. That seems weird because it seems like he's new still. Isn't that bizarre? I'm pretty sure Casino Royale came out in 2005. Yeah, around there. That's weird. That's very weird. That is weird. He still looks good. He's good looking. He still got the, still got the, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, Bond's <laughs> always an older gentleman. Like, not old, but, you know, 30s. D- uh, distinguished. Yeah. How about that? Mature. All right. All right. We're, we're blasting through. We only got two more left. How did that happen, right? Time is but a made-up construct. Um. <laughs> Uh, let's get this one out of the way. So Jurassic World Dominion, the third entry in Chris mm-hmm. Pratt's beloved Jurassic World franchise, has been delayed until 2022. Still haven't seen the second one yet. Really? I saw the first Jurassic World. I liked it. Just hadn't gotten around to see the second one yet. Have I seen? I have seen the second one. It's it, 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 it's it's fine. You should watch it if you can watch it for free somewhere. Chris Pratt and dinosaurs. What can go wrong? Right. A lot of things. This is the movie where it goes <laughs> wrong, actually. No, it's good. I think there were some mixed reviews just as far as plot is concerned. And just kind of like, oh, that was that was that was a decision that they made. I don't watch dinosaur movies for plot. I'm just going to put that one out You there. know what? <laughs> that, that's the correct answer. You did well. Yeah. So 2022. Um, did you, did we already talk about, they put out that freaking Netflix animated show for Jurassic World. Did you, we talk about that? I don't think we did. Cried. What's it called? Oh, it's called a uh, Camp Cretaceous. Hmm. It's a it's an animated show. I think it's mainly. I think it's uh, directed toward kids, but I've heard adult men talk about it on other podcasts, and they're like, "It's good." So there's that. I think it takes place during uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, which is the second entry, hmm. um, where things start to go a little awry. Not that I would spoil anything. <laughs> well, I'll have, to, I'll have to go see the movie. Seems like a pretty nice watch. I have very strange memories of seeing the original Jurassic World in theaters like five years ago. Why strange? Because it makes me remember the person I was and the people I was with. Well, you know, they say, and I don't know how true this is, but they say that every five years you're a different person. Like that's... Ugh. The time frame it takes to totally change. I I hope so. And I hope they're different people too, if I may say. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely different five years ago, not like drastically or anything, but we all change. You know what I like to you know what I like to think about? What? I like to think about so I'm married to your sister in case you forgot. No, I um, totally forgot. I, I I like to think about certain like stages of my life and the things I was doing just in general. And then I like to imagine what she was doing at that point in time. Do you want to know? No, I don't. But it's just a fun little mind game that I play with myself. And then then I don't like it after a few seconds of thinking <laughs> about it. And then I move on. There's, anyway, there's that stage where she was watching Freaky Friday like 10 stop, times a day. Stop, stop, stop. That's private information. <laughs> hey, everyone has a movie they binge watched. I Oh, my God. For some reason, I'm trying to remember which one it is. I remember watching like, was it Flubber? It might have been Flubber. With freaking Robin Williams named yes. Flubber? <laughs> I think I saw that one like very often as a kid. Wow. And, and in the movie Dinosaur, speaking of Jurassic World. The, I, the, I know Dinosaur. Yeah, that movie. I think I watched that one a lot. So, I mean, we all have a Freaky Friday in our lives. We all. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to think of my, I'm trying to think of my Freaky Friday. <laughs> That's a term um, now. Yeah, it sure is. Um, 
I, I, we, my brother and I watched Empire Strikes Back a lot, but also I'm pretty sure that it wasn't just that one. It's probably all three of those. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I remember Empire specifically. Um, yeah, I guess I just never counted it, but I did watch like the all the Star Wars movies and the Lord of the Rings trilogy over and yeah. over again. Oh yeah, yeah, Lord of the Rings too. Man, there had to have been something more easy going. Um, you know, I tell you what, I don't remember exactly how old I was during this period, and then we'll get to the last movie on this list. I promise. We uh, we ended up getting like it was either I don't remember how it worked either season one or the complete series of like the 1960s Spider-Man cartoons. <laughs> 1960s is probably the wrong number, but do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the like the the meme of the two Spider-Man pointing at each other yeah. like that, that era of Spider-Man cartoons at a garage sale. We got it like from a friend's garage sale. And we watched the heck out of those. Like we would fall asleep to those and, you know, the cheesiness of it all. And that's just, it's just pleasant. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we sold those at a garage sale and now I'll be forever bummed, but you know. Sure. It's all on the internet somewhere. Some everything, every, everything is always on the internet. All right. Let's, uh, let's smash this last one here. Are you ready? I'm ready. So, Josh, you fool, you ignoramus. You thought we were going to get out of this list without mentioning a, mentioning a DC movie? What were you thinking? Apparently um, not at all. Yeah, apparently so. So uh, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago during the uh, DC Fandom event. Uh, Black Adam. Uh, what's his name? Dwayne. I was going to call him Chris The Rock Johnson. I'm thinking of your brother. I don't know why. Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Black Adam. Uh, has been taken off of Warner Brothers' schedule amid yet another COVID-19 reshuffle. Uh, That's exactly what I quoted from the article. And I don't think it has a specific date right now. Yeah, I think a lot of, I think that's probably the smartest move. Just instead of just pushing it back, I mean, there's a chance if it's still going on in a year, which I mean, please no. But if it is, then then they'll just have to push it back again. So we'll see. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's taken off. Um, which sucks, man. Wait. So also I want to take a second and apologize to you for what I said about calling you a fool and an ignoramus because I told the first freaking movie I mentioned was the Batman, which is in DC. So I apologize. I just got ahead of myself. I wanted to make a a joke. I wanted to make fun content. You know, it's all I want to do. Well, just Um, when we play that new board game, I'll just focus you first. Kill you. (laughs) That's the haunted house. Indeed. Speaking of. (laughs) Oh no. What's up? Well, we got a new board game. You got the new board game. Betrayal at the House on the Hill. I think that's, that's how you say it. And uh, it looks really fun. I think... I think... Good. I think you'll like it. I think Sarah will like it. I think my parents will like it. It's. It says it's a strategy game, but I don't really see that. I mean, it's more of like a semi-cooperative, there's one bad guy kind of game, and you're moving through a haunted house and trying to survive. I think that's it. So we, I think we mentioned this, we may or may not have mentioned this again a few weeks ago, only because they're past conversations, uh, when we've talked about board games and stuff from what you've been talking about, and I, and obviously neither of us have played it. It kind of sounds like a, like a clue kind of vibe in a way. It's like clue on steroids, I think would probably be yeah, a good explanation. Clue, clue for the daring. How about that? Yeah. So 
<laughs> based on the rules that I've read so far, everyone picks a character to be and they've got little miniatures and and you move through the haunted house and it's randomly generated every game. So there's floor tiles and as you move through it, more are placed in front of you. So it's different every game, which part of the problem we were having is while we liked the games we were playing, we would play them every time we got together and we got yeah. kind of old with some of them. Yeah. Like Chameleon and stuff like that. And I do, if I may, really quick, I'm not sure if that was just like, hey, let's play it to death so much as it was, hey, we've played this last time and it was fun and easygoing for the most part. Let's do it again. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I mean, they were, it is a fun game. I, mean, I liked Chameleon. It's just we played it 30 times. And 30. And that's, I guess that's a testament to how good it was, but we should have probably alternated it with something else to make it last longer. And we'll probably come back to it once we've given it a good enough break. But I think. I'm just going to order some board games. If, if we like this one, I'll order more like it. If not, I'll pick a different genre. We'll find stuff we like. We'll find stuff we don't. And we'll have a better library to play with. Yeah, I I would like to... Um, sorry. Don't mind me. I'm texting during the podcast. Um, <gasps> I would yeah, The ultimate cardinal sin. <laughs> um, I would like to get into... I'm not sure if I told you this. I'd like to play more of... Uh, crap what it's called uh settlers of Catan. i know yeah. that's by now that's a game as old as dirt or whatever but i, I talked with some friends uh, a little while ago and they they told me i think i might have told you this too they told me a revelation of how like apparently their whole family's into it mm -hmm. and i was and i reminisced to that one time that you me and, and and cousin jake played it and i was like that was a fun time but i feel like i need to play with people that are more my skill level so that i have i have room to fail room to cry you know shoulders to cry on and not you know well i don't mm. i really know if uh we're a different skill level than you i mean that was actually the first time i played it too i mean i played it was it really before when i was younger but yeah there it is there but is. i mean no i mean it's the same for me whereas i it's a trading game right so you make decisions they don't always work out um i haven't played it near enough like i guess at some point when you're playing a game a lot you start to see the meta you know, like, this is the best strategy. This is what works more. Right. I haven't played it near enough. And since the game is random in a lot of ways, sometimes what you think is a good play and then the bandit gets you and it's like, oh, well. Goodness. I just lost all my resources or whatever. And there's so many expansions for it. So if you get bored right. of the original, you just get one of those and then you'll have a fresh experience. We probably have discussed this, but what what is the content of those expansions? Are they just locations? Are they resource cards? Or what's what's the context? I think each one adds like a different like extra rules, like a new system to add into the game, but still keeping the same foundation from the last one. And then you know different maps, different resources. Um, so yeah, it definitely changes some things, but it's mostly the same game. But there's just some like. In this game, instead of a bandit, we have, I don't know if there's, a, I, I haven't played any of them, but based on the ex explanations on Google, it, it seems like they, they don't change too much, but enough to keep it fresh. You know, talking about expansions for board games and card games, apparently, and this is not new news in any sense, uh, there are expansions for Cards Against Humanity. Mm -hmm. And doth my eyes betray me i'm pretty sure i saw an an avengers add-on pack for cards against humanity <laughs> avengers yeah and so the more i thought about it i'm like my interest is peaked 
because obviously they're probably just going to be very inappropriately themed cards, including the Avengers, to play during Cards Against Humanity. Mm-hmm. But that kind of sounds like a good time. I don't know. It could go either way. I don't know. Every, I don't know. Everyone with uh, innocent ears, close your ears. The game is actually really fun, despite <laughs> the fact that there are some inappropriate cards. It's crass. Very crass. It's as crass as your group is. But you know what? Oh. Get it out in the card game, and then go pray, and you'll be okay. Wow, goodness. <laughs> what, what a recipe for success. I, I was watching this movie with my dad the other day. It was a football movie, and I don't remember the name. He, I just joined him was mid-movie. Was it 30-yard mile or whatever? I don't know. It's an older movie. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, so in the movie, the coach like starts just screaming curse words at his team because they're losing over and over, like all kinds of horrible stuff. And then right as he ends, he goes, and let's pray. And then they all get on their knees and start praying. It's just like, <laughs> it's a vibe right there. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, sometimes you just got to let them fly and <laughs> get the deed done. And then, know. then let Jesus in afterwards. Well, you know, just set your heart right. You know, he knows. Gotta repent. He knows what's, he knows what's going on. But, That's uh, funny. No, I mean, that game's fun. And so it's a lot of laughs. So I have the base version. I don't have any of the expansions, but I know that uh, there's a lot of them. So, I mean, they just if you get bored of the cards and you've seen them all before, get the expansion. Has has your slash our parents played that game by chance? No, definitely not. They played Apples to Apples, which is like the tame okay. version. Nope, nope, nope. Don't even don't even put that. Don't even don't even don't even speak it. Don't even <laughs> speak it. Had a bad experience think, with Apples to think, Apples. No, I just it's such a it's such a far cry from the <laughs> papa of the real genre. How do you think that would go? How do you think? Do you think that they would play the cards close to their chest, and do you think they'd let them fly? Well, I think I don't. I don't know. They probably just wouldn't enjoy the crassness. But if uh, maybe if they were playing with, I don't know, if they were just playing with some friends and not like family, they might be more willing to to play the game. You, you want to know what? And as we're, oh my gosh. I'm only going to say this because she's she doesn't listen to this. My mom, dude, my mom. Uh, I haven't played I haven't played cards against humanity with her specifically. But uh, do you know who Jeff Foxworthy is? Yes, of course you do. He put out a game. I think it's relatively recently uh, called Relative Insanity. Have you heard of it? That actually sounds familiar. I think I saw like a YouTube video of it. Yeah, it's more or less Cards Against Humanity, but the whole context and theme of all the cards is based on mothers, fathers, aunts and uncles, cousins, grandparents, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And all all the situations have to do with relatives. And then, you know, you, you play it as though it's Cards Against Humanity. And it, it's 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 pretty clean. But there are, you know, it's, I'm not sure how much you're, you're aware or uh, aware of Jeff Foxworthy and his humor or whatever, but there are some cards that are more like, oh, it's gross. Therefore it's kind of funny and, and whatever. <laughs> and I, I've played that with my mom and she's, she's played some, she's, she gets out there, you know, <laughs> she's a, she said she's put down, she's won, she's won a match with some pretty breathtaking, uh, <laughs> breathtaking card so i can't i'll say all that to say i can't imagine yeah i can't imagine the aftermath and of what our relationship would look like after cards against humanity 
I mean, it's it's like those cards, but it's the entire game. <laughs> cards against humanity. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know what? Yeah. You just have to lower your inhibitions. It's like you're watching Game of Thrones. You just have to like set the bar lower for, for what you can take, and then just go for it. Because um, there's going to be some things in there that might not be the most comfortable to watch, but it's it's just the way it is. I had a friend uh, tell me recently that they. Either they got HBO. Oh, no, they got HBO Max from like a new phone deal or whatever that they got. And so he's going through Game of Thrones for the first time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was saying he's enjoying it and all that stuff. And I don't think we've ever talked about it on here. But my experience with Game of Thrones, as we quickly close this podcast, let's just talk about Game of Thrones. Um, I, I saw several episodes of season one a few years ago. I, got, I watched them on the Internet. I'm not going to say how. But I watched a few episodes of season one. There's a lot of stuff that happens in season one. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff that happens in season one. And at that point in time, I was like, I don't I don't think I'm I don't think I can do this right now. I don't think I can do this. So mm -hmm. I, I stopped watching it for, for a while. Um, and, and, and unless if I'm forgetting something, I quit watching up until last year when season eight right season eight the final season mm -hmm. um was announced you know it's, it's going to end or whatever and so several years from that original experience i was like you know and you already know this part i said i'm gonna watch a 25 to 30 minute youtube video recapping seasons one to seven and, and get that information and then i'm gonna watch season eight in its entirety as it's coming out and so that's what I did. And so last year, uh, shout out to, to um, foreign intern Ollie, who doesn't listen, but you know him. Mm -hmm. uh, I watched it with him as it was coming out season eight last year. And although I didn't have, you know, the seven seasons of context or whatever to build to the final season, the general aura of lackluster and disappointment that surrounded season eight that we don't need to get into a lot, uh, you know, left a taste in my mouth one way or the other. I don't necessarily think I have an opinion one way or the other, whether it was good or bad or blah, 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 blah. But when, when this guy told me that he was starting from the beginning, I, I, I had, I had the flashbacks to watching season eight last year and when it ended being like, Man, if I was more invested in this, I think I would be frustrated. Yeah, it was definitely upsetting. I don't actually think that's controversial, though. I think most people agree that it was pretty – it's pretty much a lit down um, to the point that there's even talks that they might just remake the last couple of seasons. You, do you think that's going to happen, though, in this point in time? Well, now that COVID's a thing, probably not. But Yeah, yeah, and I didn't mean to – I don't know, being aggressive or anything. I just – I mean, you know – yeah, sorry, go ahead. I think – just like with, you know, Last Jedi and and or the the last Hobbit movies, you know, these movies that we were really passionate about and they came out and they weren't what we expected. I don't know what's happening. It's just like if, I feel like these directors are out of touch or something. But it's obviously oh. it's obviously not everyone working on the movies. I mean, the acting's good in a lot of them. The, the writing in some areas is good. The art and music teams are always good in all these areas. I just feel like why it's, it feels like a lot of lit down to some of these movies in a row. Like we had the Hobbit movie, the battle of five armies had six Eagles. 
mm. six. Like that's all you had to budget to animate. Anyway, I, I won't rant about him. But well, yeah. As sorry, as we close, I think a lot of that, and I think we have talked about that or things like this. The amount of studio and like administrative interference that probably goes on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hint, I'm, hint, I'm, Snyder, hint, hint. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, and, and and not that I know anything, but just you can only imagine, yeah. you know, the the directions that are being required as you're writing the script or as you're filming the movie, the, the things that you at some for some reason or another don't have control over, but are being asked to include. Yeah, I can't imagine, you know, being in that creative position. That's why I'm not. <laughs> That's yeah. why I'm here with you. Yeah, I definitely think for some of them. um yeah, but in some of them, they have creative freedom, and it's like their, their decisions. Like the Russo, not Russo brothers, sorry, the the D and D guys, the ones who did Game of Thrones, they did mm. all of it, right? And the first five to six seasons were were stellar. I mean, they were great. I feel like there was probably too much raunchiness in the first couple seasons, but it started to go away, and it was just full of good content and twists, and it kept you excited and hyped. And then season seven and eight were kind of like. I don't like the conclusion to any of this, which I understand. It was was rather shocking. Right. And I understand there's a lot of buildup. And so coming to a conclusion when the books aren't even written yet is hard. But Mm. you literally had the man right next to you. So it's not – he literally worked on the project. You could have just asked Martin, "Uh, we don't really know how to do this that won't like anger our entire fan base. So how about you come up with the ending for us? Like Unacceptable. Not going to happen. And for Star Wars, I mean, it's a pretty easy formula. You just show easy, some space battles. Easy. And we like it. <laughs> and that's the thing. I just feel like a lot of these decisions were so obvious, even in hindsight. Like, they just need to get, like, some uninvolved fans that just love this series and bring them in and say, what do you think about this? Oh, you don't like it? Okay, we'll sign this NDA and we'll change it. Listen. In the spirit of involving the fans, let's let's bring this let's bring this plane to a close. Listen, we we talked about delays, we talked about board games, we talked about the Snyder Cut indirectly. We've had a full time. My, my tummy's full. Your tummy's probably full. So we're gonna get out of here. You can, Josh. I don't know if you know, but you can give us a rate. You can rate us on Apple Apple Podcasts. I'm not sure if you can on Spotify or Google, but there's probably some way you can do that. Subscribe. On Spotify, on iTunes, Google Podcasts. We're on YouTube as well. The videos go up. New episodes every Friday. That's that's the goal. That's our plan. I think that's the standard we hold ourselves to, as it is not a, a large one, but I think it's appropriately placed. Would you agree? It is. Oh.